Hey, everybody, Mark Herman, a.k.a. LA Bengals fan on most of the major platforms. And I'm joined here by super fans Devin and Jake Circus. And this is the training camp jungle talk. Yeah, who day? Don't get too excited. Yeah, there you go. Um, We haven't done this in a while. I wanted to put something up. I know we've been waiting for the borough contract. It's not here yet. But one of my one of my thought process in pulling you guys in today was we did a show and then big news happened. And then we did another show and we said we talked about Mixon redoing his contract. And the next day, Mixon redid his contract. So I said, why not try to take this like fate thing and get it to work for us? So instead of waiting for Burrow, let's do the show. And then probably by Friday, Burrow's extension will be announced. So that was my thought process on this. Um, before I forget, if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all we ask. Just hit that, that subscribe button. Hit the bell. You'll get the notifications. We're going to be doing our previews every week, our recaps every week. So you want to be on board for this season. And Jake, before I forget, tell them where they can find all your stuff because you do some great podcasts as well. Yes, Jake Circus Podcast Season 3. Uh, just posted our first episode was some, I guess it's not, not relevant now. It was an MLB trade deadline stuff, uh, but that was cool last week. And then, yeah, we're doing uh seven pods in seven days, previewing football season. We got some great guests planned and lined up for the middle of August. So make sure to uh, check that out. And yeah, it's, it's the best time of year, Mark. Yeah, I love it. No, we're getting, we're getting, it's getting real now. I mean, we have the Hall of Fame game coming up, which is usually not a good game, but it marks we actually have somebody being inducted this year, long overdue with Kenny Riley. So um, and then we had the Ring of Honor stuff going on. So and, and like I said, camp's going. So outside of Burrow and his calf and not getting the contract done, um, we're 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 what, 40 days away, 39 days away. I don't remember. So I didn't look at Facebook. Usually somebody posts a person in the right jersey number. You know, we're 41 days away. I think somebody posted Medeo Williams a, a, a day or two ago. So that's why I think we were at 40 then. But um, So I I assume we're going to do at least one preseason episode, Mark. But five, I mean, if, if we'd still do our Thursday previews, uh, five weeks from tomorrow, we'll be previewing the first game in Cleveland. There you go. Yeah. And initially there was the, with the several weeks, will Burrow be ready? But I, I think we'll talk about that later, but I think there's, there's no doubt he's going to be ready week one, but let's go through some of the news. We'll hit him. Obviously Mixon did redo his contract. We all knew that was going to happen. Um, we got Hendrickson added a year to his deal. I thought that was awesome. Very unbeggable. Yes, we have him through 25. I love that. Um, you know, he signed the Bengals were his preferred team because his wife is going to college in the area and he wanted the four year. He assisted on the four year deal so that he would have be in town and he wasn't going to be going anywhere. You know, so his wife. So, so maybe she got didn't get all her classes one semester and they needed another year. I don't know. But whatever it was, we'll take it. It's great. Um what else do we have? Obviously, you know, we we, we signed a, another quarterback when uh, when Burrow pulled his calf. Um, and then we had this whole ring of honor thing, right? We've got Chad and Boomer going into the ring of honor. And um, and then Corey Dillon took exception to the process because he thought he should still be up there. But um, uh, I heard, did either of you guys hear, hear Chad's interview when he was in Cincinnati, when they did the whole Ring of Honor announcement? It's going to happen during the Ram game. But did either of you guys happen to see his interview? 
I didn't. I did see not. Missing any yeah. chat interviews. Uh, missed opportunity to listen to that man. Oh, it, it was it was golden. It was typical Chad from the heart. He's so sincere. The fan. He just talked about what an honor it was. They asked him about his favorite celebrations, and he said the wedding proposal and the Hall of Fame jacket were his favorites. Mine, personally, being a golfer, I liked it when he grabbed the golf pylon and used it as a putter. I thought that was great. He got fine because you can't use props and all that, even though it was part of the field. I don't know, but but so he got fine for that. That was my personal favorite. And then one of the things they asked him was, was there any celebrations he didn't get to do? And he said that they had an easy button. You remember those staples, easy buttons, huh? those red things, and you hit it and it said that was easy. He had one of those he planned to do it on each end zone and when he scored he was going to go grab the easy button so that's one that we never got to see but that was in the chad uh that was one of the arrows he had and i can't remember who the defensive back was because he was going up against a certain defensive back that he wanted to diss and that was the reason why he saved it for that game and then the guy didn't play and then he ended up not scoring that game so it never happened but but that was interesting to hear that that was that was in the chad repertoire so i love the guy there there was nothing better than uh the ocho cinco celebrations i mean throwing kicking the extra point in the preseason game that one year uh jake are you old enough did you you never got to watch him live much? there was no but there was a uh nfl films did a mic'd up chad segment a few a few years ago and it was about that preseason game in new england when him and Bill were like buddy buddy that was before he was a patriot um and then he kicked the extra point and you know said um and there was mic'd up of him in the pro bowl when he he was talking with with Big Ben and he was why he was there was nobody near him catching warm up passes and then he yelled at Ben this is what it actually is in the field of play i know you haven't thrown to me ever but yeah it's and with like the the mix and coin toss celebration in uh, week 18 last year was very reminiscent of Chad. So I wonder if he actually had something to do with that. Maybe. I th- I wish the Bengals would would figure out a way to get him on the payroll. I mean, as an ambassador or something, there's got to be some way to just get him on the payroll. He did talk about that he still works out and that he wants to come in and be a defensive back. He says, I still train, I still work out, I can still do this, at least at the defensive back level. So uh, so I really, uh, it was it was very entertaining. If you have a chance, it's got to be somewhere. Um, maybe on Bengals.com, but watch it. Definitely entertaining. You said you heard him do soccer announcing. Did, did yeah, you- so he, he's a big soccer guy. Uh, you know, it's funny. There's a lot of things outside of being a football player that, you know, people still uh, talk about Ocho Cinco doing is his love of soccer, um, his video game prowess that he brags about on Twitter. And what I love doing is he'll throw tweets out there. Uh, meet me at such and such first hundred people get a pair of shoes and, or he'll buy people lunch at McDonald's, the first hundred people to meet me at the McDonald's on the corner. Here's where I'm at. Um, so awesome, awesome guy. Everything he does is phenomenal, but yeah, he was in studio uh, last year for the World Cup, and it was it was very not obnoxious like Pat McAfee, but it was Mac McAfee-ish in that it was not your normal analysis of a game. It was fun. It was social media driven and just really entertaining to listen to. And I didn't even know he was doing it. I was flipping channels, watching soccer games, and I actually had a, a great bet on the World Cup that kept me intrigued in the entire World Cup that Jake enjoyed following with me. 
Um, and just wound up watching him, and uh, it was very entertaining. Yeah, no, he's a great guy, absolutely great. So, um, uh, let's see if there's anything else we want to cover before we jump into the news of Burrow. Uh, oh, and Corey Dillon, he just, just he just has to understand. I know he did Bengal Jim's show and he tried to tone it down because he was attacking. Why are you letting the season ticket holders decide? Is basically what his argument was. That's why he wasn't up there yet. And they were trying to explain to him on Bengal Jim show. There's a lot of people. We were late to the game. There's a lot of people in front of you. He's going to get in there. Just just be patient. But that little rant about attacking the season ticket holders for being the people who decided, I thought was, so he, he kind of, I think, thought it through. A lot of these times, these guys throw out a tweet and stuff. And I think if they, if they just sat, write the tweet, because maybe that's therapeutic. And then sit on it for a day and see if the next day you still think it's worthy of hitting send. You know, like Herm Edwards said, don't hit send, you know, because I do that for emails, too. I'll write an email and I'll say, well, that's kind of harsh on the client. Let me. And then I'll look at it the next day. And ninety nine point nine percent of them, I never hit send. You read them the next day and you kind of go, I don't know. It's a great rule for life. The 24 hour rule. 24-hour rule, because I do get the idea that it's therapeutic saying something, but like Herm Edwards says, don't hit sin. Don't hit sin. So I think looking back, he probably wishes he hadn't. Um, uh, in camp, we had Trayvon Williams tweaked an ankle yesterday, but then or a couple days ago, but then yesterday I heard it wasn't that bad. What have you heard on that? Anything? He's, he I said he was fine. He yeah. said he was fine. Um, but again, here comes Chase Brown. Like I you know, I said on the draft show he was going to get run in August and prove his worth for September and October. Uh, Mixon's not a three-down back anymore. He's not being paid like one, and he's not going to be that guy. So Travion hasn't shown anything in four years, so what makes me, us think he's going to show anything in the fifth? Well, he's actually so, looked okay. He can't stay healthy. When we do see well, him in preseason, it's a tease. They've drafted three three running backs on day three since they took Travion, in, right. including about including about twenty minutes after they took Travion. They took uh, oh god, the Oklahoma guy, Rodney Anderson, who right. never mounted to anything. So they took they've taken three running backs in day three since they drafted Travion. So it shows you the conf. But he, he's he's a special teams guy. He's been on special he's teams his whole career, really well on special teams. Nice guy to so, have on the roster on the back end. Yeah, no, but, it's definitely no, it's. Ap- if he's getting, like, you know, it's like we say, and we'll get in when we talk Burrow, um, you know, people freak out on the, the backup that we carry to Burrow, um, you know, what the, the third down, the, the number three back looks like. If Travion, oh, I didn't finish. It, it doesn't matter who the backup to Joe Burrow is, because if he's playing, we got problems. Um, right. it, you know, if, if Travion Williams is carrying the ball at any point, we got problems. Right. Like they they have the starter for next year when Mixon, or I guess Mixon's under contract for next year too, but we'll see if he ends up getting that. But Chase Brown's going to start next year, and he might even start this year. So, okay. my, my little hot take. There you go. I like Chase Brown as a as a. If you're in a deep league and a dynasty league, Chase Brown's a great guy to add because even if he doesn't get significant time this year, I see him taking Mixon's job next year. So, oh no, he's gonna he's gonna play. He, oh, he's yeah, gonna no. play on third down. He blocks. He's gonna right. block. Right. Oh, is he a blocker? I didn't realize. Oh yeah, no, he's a he's a big time blocker. Okay, right. good. So, and then what DJ Turner has looked very good the first yes. week. So, you know, everybody yeah. talked about, hey, we lost a couple guys in the secondary and, and a Wizier is coming off of injury and stuff. But Turner's looks like he stepped right, is going to step right in and start. I mean, week one yeah. in the nickel package. So little, 
little cautious about it. Um, he's an he's an athlete. Athletes do good in one on ones. That's all camp is. So right. be careful when you see these big time videos about Bijan Robinson blowing past a four six linebacker and one on ones off of a double move. It's like the, the, this. It's athletes. These are you know DJ Turner's an athlete. That's why he was taken so high. So he's gonna do good in one on ones. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's looked really good. He's looked fast. He's looked quick. He's healthy. Um, and he's gonna play a big role as his CTB, who's also looked really good and i love that they have him on jamar every single day it's just going to make him even better uh some of those videos are really cool because jamar i mean jamar's had an unbelievable camp from what everybody is saying and ctb's right behind him right yeah all of a sudden our cornerback which has been strong for a while looks like a serious strength and a, a huge uh amount of depth with with four guys that are just absolute rock stars right now Right. I uh, totally. Which totally. is only the, uh, the safeties, which is not as potentially talented and not as um, right. tenured. So I've got a cat here that I think is going to try to jump up. So I'm going to introduce her. This is Chase. And I have another tabby, short haired striped tabby named Burrow. I adopted them both last year. They were on a video last year, but she's eyeballing the computer and I don't want her jumping up on the laptop. So I'm going to have to, you know, uh, Expel her, I, well, I, I can I can talk yeah, while you're anybody has the cat. Any pets, pets named after Bengals. Put them down we in the close, comments. Dad. I want to hear there's about it. Very, there's a very we close. There's, there's it's Jake's fault that we don't have a dog named Mixon. Oh, well, that was we, my fault. I we adopted a dog and struggled for about three four days to come up with the right name. And it we 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 went through everything. My name's Tracy's three name. th three years ago. Three years ago. So because yep. we would have named it Burrow, we would eventually name the dog Burrow. Yeah, but it, it was pre Burrow. I think it was. It, it was. It, it, was it was. It was way before Burrow. Way before Burrow. Yeah, but yeah, keep going. Before, yeah, I'm getting off the rails here. Drafted yet? And long story short, um, we 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 had it down to two names. And one was Mixon, who Jake came up with, and the other one was Chipper that Brady came up with for Chipper Jones. And right. we legitimately couldn't decide. And it was going to be settled in a three-inning game of MLB The Show. And Jake had a two-run lead going into the bottom of the third and gave up a three-run jack to his then 10-year-old brother. And we lost the name Mixon. And you've got Chipper <laughs> Jones. That we didn't keep well, Chipper we, after a day or so. Chip it didn't work. Yeah, Chipper was on the chopping block early. Chipper got chopped. So, so what's the dog's him. name? We got Bucky. it. What's Bucky. that? Bucky. Bucky. He's probably behind. Oh, oh, there he is. There's Bucky. Okay. Well, <laughs> to me, I don't care what you call him. I'm calling him Mixon because okay. that's the name he should have got. You guys robbed him. You know, what else, I, you know name. what else I can show you? Speaking of, <laughs> I'm oh, it's the. I'm changing the subject, but we talked about Ocho Cinco. I, Jake's seen this. This is my latest edition. I got to get a shelf and put it up next to the Munoz jersey. Love it. Love it. Yes, I have mine uh, over which which are there it is right there. That's at the old Murph. That's at the Qualcomm. But I think it was called the Murph when he when Jack Murphy Stadium when Ocho tapped those toes in. So. Nice. What an amazing route runner. What an amazing Any, route. Anyways, back to the corners, guys. Back right. to the corners. This, no, it's a strength. This, I'm so excited with what we have going on. So It should be. I, it's they're, they're deep, but I think the word that I would use is versatile. 
That's why right. they drafted DJ. That's why they drafted um, Battle. Um, I think even CTB is versatile. Obviously, Dex Hill is very versatile. Someone who we haven't really heard much of, um, but he'll gonna play a lot and he's going to be really good. Yeah, probably. Because, um, yeah. But no, very versatile. And whichever DC is going to replace Lou next year is is in for, for a good spot. Yeah, and, and this is, we all have to accept the fact this is Lou's last year. The only reason he's still with us is because there wasn't a job suitable. He wasn't going to take Arizona. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's a death trap yeah. um, going to yeah. that. That's a, that's a train wreck waiting to happen. So, yeah. um, but this is- Well, you know, year, so let's here's enjoy it. Playing, playing devil's advocate, Leslie Frazier is still with Buffalo Bills, and he's been in head coach talks for like four years. Byron Leftwich, although he was awful last year and was like the reason for their downfall- uh, is still with with Tampa, um, so we'll see. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a lot of head coach firings. Obviously, that doesn't mean much in August, right? Because uh, there's still all all this football to be played. But I think there was a there was a ton of new coaches last cycle, and you know, it's we'll see. I mean, if there's three or four but job openings every year, it's real easy to say I can't see yeah. anyone getting fired, and but but there can't be five every year. There's been five the last three years, and like I, I think that's a very top a heavy league. Number. There's years where it's been eight or nine. Yeah. Well, it's it's not going to be eight. That, it's teams not gonna be that were the, supposed to make it happen and didn't. So like teams that no longer have excuses, you know. Well, look, okay. I mean, are the Chargers going to hire Lou Anarumo when Brandon Staley eventually well, wonders for the third going. straight year? I well, see. no, he's he's as good as gone if they don't win right. eleven games. But are right. they going to hire a, 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 a defensive there. guy? Probably not. That's the norm. You go from an offensive guy to a defensive guy. You go from a dictator to a player's coach. That's that's what you right. normally see in coaching changes. Whatever you had, you go the opposite. Well, I yeah, I think but Lou's got so much positive talk among among players in the league, and the Bengal players have talked him up so much that I I just. I'm just trying to soften the blow because I would like to keep this this coaching unit together. I told you before, I think we won the offseason because we didn't lose either of our coordinators. I think coming in with the same coaching staff, that gives us a great opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. The Eagles basically hit the reset button on coaches, you know, on coordinators. Mm -hmm. So, you know. I, I, right now, I would say Vegas because – McDaniels is as good as gone uh, unless they they surprise. Look, Vegas, you said Chargers. I'll throw Ron Rivera. There's no way he's going to keep a job much longer. Um, who the heck's the coach of Carolina? Although they might be good this they year. They just hired Frank Reich. I'm so, like oh, this year. Yeah, there's yeah, so yeah, yeah. All right, so we take Carolina, but he yeah. just gave you three three possible coaching vacancies Tamp- right there. So Tampa with um, my God. Yeah. Dennis Allen was a mistake in New Orleans, and at some point they're going to run him. They probably give him one more year. But right. wait, why? Why am I blanking on well, the Tampa head coach? Let's, we haven't. We we haven't even mentioned. Oh, it's Bulls. Okay. Bulls. We haven't even mentioned the best one is McCarthy. I mean, on Dallas, no. if you know, you nope. don't think so. Even if Dallas, they have, they've won twelve games. There are two teams in the league that have won twelve games the last two years. It is the Dallas Cowboys and it's the Kansas City Chiefs. They've won 12 games each of the last two years. That's with Dak Prescott missing six games. Say what you want about Mike McCarthy. He's going to have a huge job with coaching the offense this year. He's calling plays with Kellen Morgan. So he might be putting his head on his own head on this, on a chopping block. But they've won 24 games the last two years and a playoff win. 
Right, Jake, so. I will make a wager with you that could become null and void because I'm going to put a condition on it. <laughs> if the Dallas Cowboys don't win at least one playoff game, McCarthy's gone. Yeah. I, the expectation. Actually, we don't need to put a, high... need a qualifier on it. If he wins a playoff game, you win the bet. If they don't make the playoffs or he loses in the first round, I win the bet. You in? You're you're giving me even money on Dallas to win a playoff game this year and in that poverty conference? How much do you want to bet on it? Who's beating them? I'm not giving you odds that they're going to win a playoff game. I'm saying if McCarthy doesn't win a playoff game, he's going to get fired. Okay, well, I have the Cowboys at 12 and 4, at 12 and 5 again. So, sure, I'll I'll take whatever you want. Okay. They're really they're going to be really good. There you go. And you got it on video, so we can always go back and, and what, see, whatever, see what the bet Whatever you want. We'll do our traditional t-shirt bet. All right. There you go. Yeah. All right. So now, Burrow. We have Burrow pulling his calf, and it was on a sleeve. So some have said, well, what was he even doing playing that day? But I guess they had it one day of practice, and a bunch of the players were stiff and complained to aches and pains. And obviously, he had a little twinge in his calves because they had the sleeve on already. Um scary when it first came up i obviously hoped hey it's cramps have it be a cramp or something you know the way he pulled up but but um you know it turned out to be a, a strain several weeks now is just looking like maybe two or three i mean he was already reported walking without a lamp you know it's only been a matter of days so so i don't think opening days in jeopardy i mean that's just me pure speculation but you know. he's gonna be fine for opening day but what i find ironic and it also shows that full evolution of the Bengals in, in his tenure. So his rookie year, COVID, no training camp, totally modified training camp. Year two, he's got the uh, – we're bringing in Jamar. Um, and the knee. He's recovering from the knee. Right. Year three, uh, they've got uh, – Appendicitis. In the offensive line, he's got the um, appendicitis. And now this – No, the append appendectomy. Right. What did I say? He took the appendix out. It wasn't sick. Right, right. It, it was appendicitis, and then he had yeah. the appendectomy. In either case, he he yeah. hasn't had a normal training right. camp. And he was talking. It, it was almost like the ha he hexed himself. He was talking about how he was really looking forward to a normal camp. And then this happens, and here we are. It's it's sitting, you know, yeah. same thing. It's less reps on him. Um, I got to think that he would have played very little in the preseason anyway. He's probably not going to play it all now. Who cares? It's the same offensive line with, you know, Brown in there, whether it's Jonah at right tackle, which we assume there's no major change to the offense. Right. The offense isn't going to lose anything. There was some concern last year with all the new guys at offense. And and we saw it was it was rough going the first two, three games. Right. Uh, not four. But I'm not worried about anything and fully expect them to come out, um, you know, clicking week one, even though it's at Cleveland. I do, too. And he and Burrow basically said the same thing. He said he said there's no new changes. It's the same language. We're, we're and he's already got he kind of touted the chemistry's already all there. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, I agree. Um, so let's get to the contract. Which is and, and maybe by it'll be funny if it gets done in the next three or four days. Remember, I, like I said, we were doing this video hoping we get this thing done, but we know, but we know that uh, Herbert got what, 262 over five years. And I didn't see the actual details on what was guaranteed, but that puts Burrow in the 265. I mean, they have to up it, you know, he has to in some way be better than that contract. So, um, so that's kind of where we're at. I, I that's kind of the numbers we thought we were going to be at anyway. 
So, I mean, that's not a big surprise. I think the Bengals do this deal. I think the I think the delay, and this is once again me speculating, is they're trying to figure out a way to get this structured to where they have money for Jamar next year and Higgins this year. I think that that's so Logan Wilson and Logan Wilson. Well, the okay. Well, Logan Wilson is very low on the totem pole of importance uh, at this point, but I think the delay is a mix of them, the mutual sides agreeing that he should be the highest paid player in the National Football League. Obviously, because of the Mahomes weird contract, he won't be. Um, right. But yes, it's always the, the next man up. So it's making sure that he gets more than Herbert, which I, I think it's it's not a coincidence at all that Burrow was the last one amongst Hertz and Herbert of those three. He should be the last. He should be the one to set that market for next year uh, when when it's Lawrence's turn. Uh, but and then also them making sure that, like you said, Mark, that they still have enough room because they can make him the highest paid player in the league and still make it a team. Right. It's friendly contract and still, you know, when we get in, into the language of upwards of 50, 55 million dollars a year, there there are going to be some nicks, nooks and crannies that, that are going to be in that contract and make it seeable f- for Jamar to get what he's worth and T. And there's been too much talk about keeping the band together for them to just go out and give Burrow 60 million dollars a year with all this guaranteed money and, you know, putting him first instead of the team. There's been too much. You know, he has been too adamant about keeping everybody together right? Uh, to, to, to to just go away from it last minute and just get, you know, way more than, than what he should be getting. He, he didn't have to. It's not like he's had press conferences or anything, but he hasn't shied away from the questions and has very much acknowledged keeping the band together, taking care of his receivers. Right. Um, you know, T. Higgins is the interesting one. Um, obviously Jamar's not going anywhere. Burrow's not going anywhere. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Higgins, but, uh, yeah, no, he's, he didn't have to come out and say that because he did Jake, you made a great point that, um, he's figuring out a way to do it and and working with the Bengals to do it. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And I think we're blessed in the fact that through his, from the start of his career, he's always been very Brady like in the way he approached things. Yeah, and Brady was never one of the top paid guys. I mean, and, you know, and and it was he's left enough money to where he always had Gronk there. He always had Edelman. He always had Welker Edelman. You know, he always left enough money to have the pieces around him because that was important and uh, was a big picture guy. Now, I know Burrow's not married to somebody making more money than him, but we're still talking about, you know, I mean, this money is is ridiculous money now. So um, I just see the him with the mindset and the fact that if you listen to the media, everybody was saying, what is he doing out there even playing? He should be holding out, you know, and there are players that are holding out. Josh Jacob is not it in Vegas. I mean, there's a lot of players that are playing horrible and bro was never that he showed up. He was, that was never the case. So um, maybe this little calf thing was, was actually a blessing because it got him off the field. So we don't have to worry about something long-term and we get this deal done. I personally would like to see a 10-year deal where they do something creative, maybe tie it to a percentage of the cap. He could be the first player that's tied to a percentage of the cap. So he gets kind of recast at, in, a, in a later year. So he doesn't have this Mahomes issue because the Mahomes contract is going to have to be redone to, to some extent. Eventually, it's going to reach a point where Mahomes isn't going to be happy not making you know, the money he's making. That was a very team-friendly deal. But I'd like to see something long-term where we say Burrow's here for the rest of his career and not going anywhere. 
So yeah, I, was actually, I was actually going to bring that up and you guys are better with contracts than me. I only scratched the surface. Um, but it, it, to go eight, nine, 10, is that just Burrow agreeing to be here that long? Is there more to it? Well, it's how you structure it. So here's the biggest problem. It's guarantees. So the way the CBA sets it up, you have to, all the money that's guaranteed has to actually be physically taken and put in an escrow account. And the Bengals don't have that kind of money. And there was talk earlier this year, and you could check my Twitter feed or X feed or whatever we're calling it these days, but you could check my my Twitter feed and you'll see there was the, it's not legal right now to use a percentage of ownership. Because I said, hey, they could yeah. guarantee it and say, all right, you know what? You're a 1% owner when you retire or something like that. I don't know how the percentages would work, but you can, and Jerry Jones and the richer owners have made sure that that's not legal to do. And they're doing that to hurt smaller market teams because Kroenke could easily put a half a billion dollars in, a, in an escrow account, right? But the Brown family doesn't have that kind of money. The smaller market teams don't have that kind of money. So that kind of hinders it because there was talk about like Brady being a part owner. That's why this came up. Brady being a part owner, maybe could he come back and play? And then, and there was, there's issues with having someone uh, uh, having an ownership interest as part of his salary. So, so, and like I said, that's, that's how the Jerry Joneses keep the larger markets with an advantage. So they're going to have to get creative. I think the easiest way to do it is some kind of just a percentage of the cap. Guarantee him that he's always going to be the X percent of the cap. You know, and do it that so way. So that's that's probably not going to be feasible uh, for, for a plethora of reasons. But a- anyways, for Mahomes, yeah, Mahomes even came out and said a couple of days ago that he actually copied, like, quote unquote, Tom's model. Um, and a good point he made is is also making sure that he's – pushing forward or pushing the market forward for other quarterbacks, which his contract kind of did with, with the way that it was structured and set up year to year uh, restructures, which is what right. I think the Bengals and Joe Burrow are, are stuck at a crossroads right now and figuring out planning forward for all the restructures that they're eventually going to need to do if they want to keep this Brady model, because that's, that's what it is. I mean, you can't just give a guy, you know, an, an, an NBA contract. There's, there's all these languages that you have to use to your, that you have at your disposal that you have to take advantage of and they haven't done it in so long. And, you know, they, they still haven't done it until they did it with Mixon, but with Burrow, they're going to need to do it. It's what the chiefs do every year with Mahomes. Uh, and yeah, you're right, Mark. Uh, eventually that he, he's going to probably ask for a redone deal to some extent, but it's, again, it's going to still be the same language that his current deal is. It's still going to be team friendly. Right. So, well, it's going to happen. I just, I would love somehow to just make it so he's here. We, you, you got a 10 year contract, like with Mahomes. He's saying Mahomes is going to be a chief for his whole career. That, that's what that contract says. And that's what we could do the same thing. So, but um, all right. Well, I would, I would expect six, six. Okay. I would expect six instead of five. Right. Okay. Well, like I said, Burrow's saying all the right things. He's he's done all the right things in terms of showing up to camp without the contract, all that. I this is going to get done sometime this month. Hopefully, maybe this show tempted fate, and we have something done by next week. You know, it, it would follow the pattern of our last couple shows where Jake and I have recorded the show and then gone, oh, there's the news. You know, the two days later with Mixon or something. So so um, hopefully that pushes it. So um, like I said, 
If you don't subscribe, please subscribe. Just hit the uh, the subscribe button. You'll get our notices. It's all we ask. Hit the bell. You'll get the alerts. Um, and um, the last thing I'm going to leave us with is I want people, put your comments down if you disagree with anything we've said. Um, but I'd like people, if you have any Bengal ink, you know, if anybody's got any uh, type of, of Bengal ink, show it off. Let's know what you got, you know. So um, Team Pride. So do you have anything to share, Devin, or no, you haven't gotten there yet? I have a picture of the tattoo that Jake and I are getting together when they win the Super Bowl that we were set to do two years ago in Cincinnati. All right. Well, I want to I definitely want to see that. And are you guys going to be because Heath and I and Josh are going to be making the trek to the Cardinals game. Are we going to see you guys at the Cardinals game? Tell them the we'll story. be together. Yeah, we'll we be together be watching it. Watching the game. So, so I can't get you guys to come out and go to the game. I'm going to literally be at the Hollywood Bowl seeing Sting the Saturday night before the game and then rushing home, getting three hours sleep or whatever, and then jumping on a plane at 6 a.m. to get to Arizona to make the uh, – because I'm not we, uh... with the Sting tickets, and I want to see the Bengals in Arizona. So – that's what my 24 hours, it's going to be a crazy 24 hours, but I'm doing it. So Jake, where are we going to be? We will be in the show me state for uh, my fraternity's dad's weekend. There you so go. We'll be so we'll be together. Well, that'll be, you know what? That's the, um. you know, it, it was kind of, I was kind of disappointed when the schedule came out that it was that week. Cause I knew I had these sting tickets on Saturday night at the Hollywood bowl. So um, I would have liked it to be a different week. And obviously you're, you're locked in with the, uh, you know, with the fraternity father, father, son thing. So I'm stuck hanging out with my kid instead of a home game. So, well, yeah, it is. A, yeah. It's, it's in your well, woods. You know, I, yeah, I'm probably going to be uh, in a tent. Well, I'm going to try to go to the white bangle night, Monday night against the Rams. I think that's a Monday night. Maybe it's a Thursday night. Third, I yeah, always no, it's a Monday night. That's the Monday third, night. That's Monday the third night. game of the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Monday. the ring of honor game. Yeah. I'm going to try to go to that one. So okay. we'll see. All right. All right. Well, if anybody's planning any road trips, let us know that too. Throw it in the comments. Let us I'm know. If guys are... I think I'm going to do the San Francisco. Are you going to do the San Francisco trip, Mark? No, I'm not. I'm not a, I, you know what? It's one of the most dangerous stadiums in the NFL for starters. And I just had a client come back from the Bay area and just told me how horrible it is up there right now. I mean, mm -hmm. literally stepping over homeless, leaving the hotel. I mean, wow. they're just not doing, I mean, so I, I'm not, you know, right. no, we'll see. We I, I can audible at the last minute, but, but I wasn't, I wasn't planning on going up there. And like I said, you're talking about the, it by, by leaps and bounds, it's the most dangerous stadium in the league in terms of stabbings and everything, but they, you got police that don't do anything. Interesting. So, yeah. So, mm -hmm. but let me know, maybe you go incognito. You wear, uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll talk about it. We've got time. So, all right. Please subscribe. If you don't subscribe, Jake, tell them where they can find all your stuff. Jake Circus Podcast on Spotify, YouTube, season three, fully underway. Uh, seven pods in seven days, starting mid-August, doing college football, NFL stuff, gambling. It's, it's time, guys. It's time. Buckle up. Buckle up. There you go. All right. We will put out a video in a couple weeks from now um, when there's some news, uh, maybe a preseason game or two. We'll see. And then we'll be, what was the date on the Thursday night before the opening weekend? It was like September. Five weeks from tomorrow. Yeah. Five, five weeks from tomorrow is uh, Lions Chiefs. All right. Well, we will be doing our, uh, 
we'll be doing our preseason our uh, our preview for the opening day. There you go. Well, Mark, wait, Mark, I- I'm all. I'll give something out under 54 and a half in that game. It's going to keep going down. It'll close at 51. So under 54 and a half, if you want, we'll take the under right sprinkle. now. Yeah. Take it right now. It's going to go down right now. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Hey, I'm not, you know what? It's a future and you don't have to wait till the end of the season. You get it week one. Right. Well, all the lines. Yeah. I mean, all the lines are out right now. Like, I mean, you're, you have to be a sicko to bet on like a week 12 game in, in August, but right. you know, the week one games, I've, I've already placed a few, but, that one yeah. I like the I think it's I, I think it, it'll drop quite a bit. The only thing I placed, I threw 50 bucks down on Zach Taylor as coach of the year. I thought maybe this was the year. I thought that was worth uh, you know, flight's like 20 to one, so it's a thousand dollars. So so that was that was the only one. Like I said, everything else on the Bengals futures is just wait, Zach good. was what tw- Zach's 20 to one? He was 20 to that one, seems, yeah. That seems who's the much. Who's the favorite? What, like Peyton? Is Sean Peyton remember. the favorite? I don't remember. I, I, I just I just thought maybe this might be the year. Oh, and, and we'll close on this. Right now, Burrow is third on jersey sales. And you actually wow. have to take away number two. Because who do you think is number two on jersey sales? Well, Mahomes has to be one. Well, Mahomes is one. Take away. Jersey sales. Yeah. But actually, yeah, yeah, it's jersey sales. Yeah. Burrow's number three. What you mean by take away? Okay, I'm gonna. This is why you take him away. It's Aaron Rodgers. People have to buy a new jersey because oh, you're not gonna uh, wear a Packer jersey. So it's like I said, that's kind of that's artificial because he's on a new team. Right. I got so you. You have Mahomes as one. Burrow is, and, and there are people who right. Have, well, all the Jets fans are buying it because it's new. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I say caveat. He's number two, but but there's ex, you know extenuating circumstances. That's funny. Point. I never thought because uh, it's fun looking at jersey sales and top tens. I've never thought to look at it. The longer a player's been with that team, the higher up he is on that list, makes it even that much more impressive. Right. Well, everybody else is established. You go, you go, I'll give you the top 10. Mahomes, Rodgers, like I said, with the caveat, that's an asterisk. But then you've got Burrow, Micah Parsons, Kelsey, Hertz, Prescott, Allen, CeeDee Lamb, TJ Watt. I mean, they're all, those are, those are up there because they're people buying the jersey, but they're not. New Bur- Burrow being three is really awesome because like AJ was never up there. Uh, You know, Chad was probably not even up there. Like. Bur- Burrow being up there is really impressive. Like there's yeah. there's a lot of non-Bengal fans buying Joe Burrow jerseys, which you can't really say that about a lot of. Like I, I would say, like no, like no, like, no non-Cowboy fan buys a Dak jersey. No, you know, like right, right. Yeah. I love Dak. I'm not. I'm the biggest Dak guy out there, and I'm not buying a Dak jersey. I'm not walking around with a Cowboys uniform, a if Cowboys pull, jersey. If we pull Rogers out, that brings Justin Jefferson into the top ten. If we pull Rogers out. So you've got two guys from the LSU team plus Burrow. So you've got the three right there in the top 10. That's pretty impressive. So, but all right. So there you have it. So subscribe and we'll be back and who day everybody. Take care. Bye everyone.